Hey, so you know that uh, that famous quote by Nietzsche, the God is dead thing? You heard about that? No, but continue. You haven't heard about it? No. Like the famous Nietzsche said, God is dead. And then what were we supposed to say to that? Well, back line. I've seen, <clears throat> you're supposed to have heard of that because it's part of pop culture. And oh, I've like, heard of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. famous saying, right? I'm winking. <sighs> my left eye continue so, but so did you do you know the rest of that quote he talks about how in the very next sentence there's a famous legend of a, a, a buddha mm-hmm. not the buddha but you know a monk in tibet who through will of concentration or whatever um immersed himself in a ball of flame and you know evaporated right then and there and all his energy was sprayed about and evidenced on the cave Gross. for 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 the next thousand years okay. right so his point it wasn't a celebratory uh statement like a lot of hardcore atheists try to make it he wasn't saying yay god is dead and a lot of like hardcore religious people are offended by it. Like, how dare he? He was kind of matter-of-factly saying public intellectuals, leadership, people who govern us and write books and set the culture no longer believe in God. And that's kind of a fact of life. And then to have that statement about the Buddhist guy leaving his traces on the cave for a thousand years mm-hmm. is pretty obviously him trying to say we're gonna have to deal with the ramifications of the fact that nobody in power or in our elite institutions believe in god anymore for the next thousand years nobody that quote's been taken out of context nobody really understands what it means i think i'll be honest for our hundredth episode, I thought we'd have a, a less intense opening. No, no, no. I'm going. I'm digging right into it. Into I was, story. I was hoping for a grocery store story. I was hoping for your dog eating something crazy. Uh, I was hoping for maybe a reading from your uh, notebook that you used to write in. No, sir. But no, we're going to the depths of academia. Digging into Nietzsche. Nietzsche. I think one of the 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 important point to keep in mind there yeah. is we're all swimming our society. I don't really know how to swim. Is that okay? You know how to swim. Mm, not great. You get you some of those arm floaty things. Okay. Okay. I can continue. Okay. So we're swimming. But everybody thinks they're too sophisticated mm. to believe in God, right? Okay. Or it's something. But the architecture, the structure of our society is based on there's an over laid over foundation of 2000 years of christianity and people yeah. don't see that and they don't know how to deal with it which leads me into sally rooney because <laughs> i was thinking more about this is unhinged right <laughs> no i was thinking more about that book and a lot of the characters in that book are kind of floating around aimless they don't really know what to believe uh, there's one char- one of the characters is a, an actual Catholic who goes to church and believes in everything and the other kind of 
the writer characters and everybody else in that book make fun of them. You go to confession and they think it's weird, but at the same time, they themselves are floundering about and have no real center. There's one point the, the author character, Alice, is musing about, I don't know how to deal with, with bad people. What makes a good person? What do we do? How do we deal with bad people? And is there any mechanism for redemption and all this stuff? And the thing is like, yeah, because you're, you, you're wired to think of good and bad people and what you do with them and seeking redemption is wired into you from the 2000 years of Christianity. And you think because you don't believe in a man in the sky anymore that you've reset the clock, but you really just kind of don't know who you are, where you are, where you're going. This isn't me trying to convert you to Catholicism. It's just like, oh, uh, I don't know if she meant to or not, but there's a, a little uh, Nietzschean element to uh, Sally Rooney. So you love the book now? It's growing on me. Oh boy. Are we becoming a? Are we going to be the next hundred episodes? Are just going to be Sally Rooney talk? Breakdown of Sally Rooney. Please. We'll do that episode by episode, oh, uh, chapter by chapter, chapter by chapter, and we'll watch the show of her other. Is Sally Rooney our generation's Friedrich Nietzsche without the mustache? Hmm. At lunch today, I should have walked to my lunch, but I drove, Matt. Why is that? Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know where you ate. So this is our this is the epitome of our podcast. You coming in hot with some real thoughtful things there, and I'm coming in with. I got into my car and I knew I was going to drive about 75 yards to go get lunch, and I thought, is it worth it? And I concluded, yes. 75 yards. I'm trying to, but you don't remember where you went. Just down. No, I went to I went to a, a, a establishment about three doors down, but my car was parked kind of in the middle between the two, and yeah, I drove not very far to go eat lunch, and I wasn't self too self critical. I'll, I'll be honest. I uh, I enjoyed the. Uh, 45 seconds of air conditioning where we are right now. And I think a lot of people can can uh, relate to this. It's very hot right now, unless you're li living in Australia. Um, it was very hot and I wanted some air conditioning, got getting a little AC, but um, that was gonna be my contribution to the intro to that tonight. Good intro, I wish you could remember where you ate. Uh, it's a little place called Kava, no free ads, but uh, oh, no. a little Mediterranean, got a little Medi Mediterranean bowl, some chicken, some nice one of those bowl. Places. What? It's one of those bowls. You can get a pita, one of those places. Yeah. But I don't know how to relate it to Nietzsche or Sally Rooney, so. I remember one of the things that always bugged me about the Topeka school. Yep. Is the mom character. Mm-hmm. Has a little speech she's given downtown Topeka and they find parking and then right in front, they're, they eat at a restaurant before her speech. Yeah. And so they park like two blocks away from the, the speech venue and the, narr the mom's narrating. Yeah. She's like, you know, and we, after dinner, we walked to the venue. Most Topekans would never consider walking. And that actually kind of bugged me. Yeah. Like, well, Actually, they would if they found parking downtown. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but 
as thought that was uh you're, raised, you're a Coloradan. Yeah. And you literally drove the 75 feet. Well, so you, you wanna you know the, the real reason for why I drove? All right, you want me to be honest with you? Well, completely yeah. honest with you. Yeah. I had my water bottle with me, and I thought it'd be weird if I went into the restaurant with my water bottle. And then I thought it'd be weird if I went to my car and put my water bottle in there and then just walked over there. So I did option three, got to my car, I put the water bottle in my car, and then I drove my car to the rest, to the place. Well, you really overthought that. I did, I really, it was, but I got off my chest, so. But you do, especially if the restaurant has one of those fountain drinks open to the public. Uh, they do, they you're do. Ordering, you're ordering foods, you order the food from them and you fill your water bottle up with Mountain Dew. You wanna know one other thing too? There were, there was a, there were no um, popular soft drinks at this place. It was a lot of um, uh -oh. fan, fancy lemonades and teas is what I'll yeah. say. Yeah, is I grabbed the water cup. There was a water cup and there were other cups. They were very similar, okay? They were in stacks. And I grabbed the water cup and she told, she's like, okay, you owe X amount of dollars. And I go, did you get my drink? And she goes, you have a water cup. And I go, oh, can I get a, a, she just grabbed a normal, and the cup, they weren't that different in size. Yeah. <sighs> Boy. You know, just filled the water cup up with a lemonade. Yeah, anyway. I, this is this our best intro or our worst intro? It is what it is, you know. Okay. But you can't overthink it like you did your water bottle and the car. I'm still thinking about it, but anyway. You know, I do think you played that all wrong. You do? Yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah. Maybe next time I'll walk. Yeah. I think. And and on that note, welcome to There Will Be Books, a podcast about books in episode 100. I'm Peter, joined as always by Matt. Matt, we did it. We made it. We made a landmark. Some people said we would never get to this point. A lot of people. Some people wrote in. Yeah, some people wrote in. I think our wives questioned what we were doing yeah. in attics. In we got banished to the attic. Yeah. I got banished to the living room. But we made it. 100 episodes in, plus plus the Patreon episode. So we're, we're actually over 100. But this is 100 for the general public to all of our listeners all over the world. Um, we're going to do kind of a relaxed episode tonight, right? Kind of you have a book call and talk books. We're going to I'm going to got some questions for you looking over the last hundred episodes about favorite books most disappointing books that kind of stuff and then uh we'll pick a, a july book um i know we have about 10 days left in july so it might be a short book is i think we haven't conferred but i think that our notes yeah. might be on the shorter side and i have a fun kind of game to oh boy. when it comes there ish ish i have about 10 8 to 10 books but they're not all official nominees you'll see when we get there are you gonna fun, play some uh fun game you guys play some tricks uh, tricks on me eh, no not tricks okay not tricks no tricks yeah it's uh yeah it's, it'll be it'll be a fun episode it was i got to thinking about you ever watch those sitcoms from tv 
I swear, if you start talking about Nietzsche again and Sally Rooney, I might just have to pause the episode. Yeah, I, kind of Nietzsche and influence running throughout Seinfeld. Oh no. And Curb. No, there's not. You watch sitcoms, right? I do. I like it. I like a good sitcom. Yeah. Well, you know, they get the hundred episodes. Sometimes they do clip episodes. Ooh. You know what I mean? Like they. Yeah. You know all the funny little scenes and string them together, and it's kind of lazy. But we do do something like that. Well, I don't think we either of us know how to do that. We're not above doing a clip. We're not. We're we're not above it, but we might be incapable of doing that. Maybe. I know it takes forever. But we're both busy. I I had a book haul, and uh, I I, the Nietzsche and Sally Rooney came up because I looked over some of my old notes for stuff that I didn't get to in the normal episode, but I had you know things so i have a couple other things from old books i think uh i'm gonna just let you run free here tonight like mm-hmm. like a wild stallion i think i think i corral you too much in these episodes because i know no no you keep no things no no i think things on pace no i think you got i think the listener knows this too i think i've clipped your wings a little bit unintentionally but i Stories. you know this thing's got to have structure right do they though I can't just talk about Rene Girard for four hours. Right? <laughs> I and mean, there's I, none of that. There's none of that. I had okay. a bunch of stuff from the red and the black episode. Yep. But, eh. you know, can I be real honest with you? The red and the black, that was kind of disappointing. I like parts of it, but I was a little yeah. bit disappointed in that book. I was until the, or I kind of know what you mean. I was expecting more of a swashbuckling tragic hero you know, rising to the ranks, maybe a gunfight or sword fight. And it was not that. It was not but then that. once I kind of pieced together, I read the other stuff about the mimetic rivalry and stuff. And I was like, oh, that actually kind of makes sense. I see what he's going for. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting there. I don't would know. you would you reread that book? Not for a long time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? But that was one of my questions. We won't get into that, but uh, I gotta, I gotta. Oh, would you reread? No, it was just a, a kind of biggest disappointment. I mean, I had some nominations. I didn't even think of the red and black. I like. Um, yeah. One of my other like ones was black. Dune. Yeah, you didn't like that as much. I, I wish I liked Dune more than I did. Yeah. It was a. It, I didn't not like it. It wasn't. I didn't hate it. It just left I, me wanting more. Yeah. I, I I liked it a little more than you did. I think, honestly, I liked Foundation better. I think frankly, I was more entertained by Foundation. I would, yes, that's a good good way of putting it. Yeah. I was more entertained by Foundation. I don't think as a piece, this is going to be pretentious, but if I was at a party, would I claim that Foundation is better than Dune? Probably not. But would I say I enjoyed Foundation more than Dune? I probably would. Yeah. Does that make any sense? It depends on what type of party you're at. If you're trying well, to impress set people. Set the scene. Certain, certain types of parties you don't want to admit to reading either of them. If you're trying to come off as cool. I think, but we're both married dudes in our 30s. so I think both could be... Um, I would be a little wary of saying... I don't really want to get into a conversation about the whole... Like in depth on either novel. I'll be completely honest. Because I would be out of my depth. I'd be like, I just read them. I read Foundation. I read Dune. And I, yeah. 
So I would be a little wary of meeting someone who's a big fan and being a little bit like, oh yeah, and kind of uh, struggling. Does that make any sense? I suppose so. Yeah. I'd start talking to people about how those worms are real. Yeah. They got it. them in the desert. They do. But I think that's real. tremors, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. That'd be my tech. You go to a fancy literary party, you talk about Sally Rooney. My Nietzsche thing with Sally Rooney would kill there. It probably would, and I think a lot of people wouldn't know what you were talking about. But I know you well enough that I can pivot over to my uh, lunch story. But I think a lot of people would nod and be like, oh, that's very perceptive. That's very nice. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. You know, Sally Rooney is the, um, what would they say? I don't know. The millennial Nietzsche. For a person that we've talked a lot about on this on this podcast, we have not officially selected one of her books for nominate for yeah. book of the month, the seasonal, whatever. Is that interesting? There. there are a lot of books. Do, you can only do so much. It's true. Um, do you want to talk about your book haul from uh, New yeah. Mexico, Arizona? Let me hit, let me hit on, some. You were on vacation. Give me, give me some books you got into your library. Okay. Well. Hey, I got YouTube books too. Uh, yeah, I feel bad. I feel so, bad because you actually owe me one from. A yeah, I do. So, but we'll do. So I picked up. This is from Arizona, so a little bit ago. But there's a cool. How how is the book scene in Arizona? Oh, we only went to. There's a couple of bookstores I looked online. We only had time to go to one. Where are we at? What city are we in? Flagstaff. Okay. Okay. Yeah, nice, nice. I like it. Flagstaff, if you're not familiar, is in northern Arizona. It's at a higher elevation that you would presume. It is nice. It's more pine trees, less desert. I was yeah, it's more mountainy. Yeah, yeah, I was impressed. They get, they get snow in Flagstaff, I believe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. That's, uh, it's my backstory on Flagstaff, Arizona. Cool city. Okay. Oh, I found. By the way, that sound you're hearing, Matt's in a leather chair tonight. I'm in a, a recliner. <laughs> He's in a recliner. Uh, I'm more comfortable. Before we start, I'm sharp. If I'm on top of. Uh, you do. I will say this: when you lean back, I think your audio go, go, gets a little lower. I have a microphone in my hand. Yeah, but I don't know if the microphone is doing anything. I suspect it doesn't work. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll have to. You don't have to be that close. Now you're very close. I'll be on top of my game. No, you don't have to be that close. Right. No, no, I will. Be I will. in the middle. Okay. okay. So with this, and I kind of went in with like a budget okay. of 50 bucks. I like it. And, and it, it's nice because I looked for like the old timey like paperbacks. And you could find some for three or four bucks. And so I'm looking, you play it right. You can do about 10. Play your cards right. right. So, no, I, I wish I could find a place where it was just... I went to a library book sale. I, I meant to text you so we could go together. Oh, but I didn't even get anything because it, I don't you lose my number. No, I didn't lose your number. Mm-hmm. Okay. I thought, I, to be honest, I thought he's busy with the kid. He's got to win. And then I went, I didn't buy anything. Fair enough. And my, anyway. wife, and my wife said, I'm proud of you. And I go, but I'm disappointed <laughs> in myself. So I don't know where that leaves me. <laughs> She's proud of me for adding more books to our overflowing bookshelves, and I'm disappointed that I couldn't. You can find something you like. Growl something into the the, yeah. the little space we have. So it was a dilemma. I will say that. Take the victory. 
Okay. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I'm... Make her think like, oh yeah, oh, I did it for you, babe. <laughs> I did it for you. She listens and I'll just tell her right now. I bought a book off a of book depository about 45 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> That's very honest of you. I know called slow horses, which they have now a TV show on Apple TV. The like a spy series oh i saw a preview for that it looked funny yeah so i got the first book i'll look hey let me know i I actually i don't have apple tv but i would uh watch that show look kind of it's coming uh shipping free so from the uk i believe and i did not get a uh tv show tie-in cover so i'm very proud of that that's what i was looking for well that's cool that's good thank you the the also the reason why it's book eight in the series just came out i was like let me start from the beginning it's a whole series it's a it's a whole series wow eight books so far so anyway uh continue i i sidetracked you all right no i did pretty well i did pretty well i think i was excited i got uh a herman hess book i've never give me um i have no background with herman hess He's a German guy, very influenced by uh, Frederick Nietzsche. Okay, I know Steppenwolf, and I know what's what's his uh, old uh, Siddhartha. Siddhartha. Okay. Siddhartha, not Siddhartha. Siddhartha. Okay, I didn't say anything other than so the that guy. pronunciation. Continue. I've read a couple. I read uh, Damien. Do you think I would like him? Maybe. See, Maybe. you got to be in a place. Uh, I'm I'm a serious I'm a serious reader. But like I don't I don't quite say spiritually, but like self development. Mm. Nietzsche, Herman Hess, uh, some of these other books. They're good for transitional periods. Uh, okay. Like the cynical and snarky amongst our listeners might kind of scoff and be like, "Oh, Nietzsche and Hess are for 15 year old you know boys." Yeah. Like yeah, but they're also I think they're also good for if you're in your 30s or just any sort of transitional period in life okay. they're they're good to for people kind of reflecting on so if you're where stable, and where they want to go like all that all that's nonsense you know if you're stable no but if you're yeah. like Oof, i might buy a call well, yeah. not like that just as you grow it's, okay. it's right. good for the reflective person thinking about things so you know all right, all right. So, so what was the book the you got here it's called beneath the wheel that's I haven't it. read it, but it, like, it was like 350. There we go. Herman Hess. I kind of like, I did not know what he looked like. I kind of like the the look of his. He's got a nice pair of glasses. And He's one German of, guy. You like Germans. I do like that. <laughs> said that so weird. Um, I don't speaking, know. Of, speaking of Germans, you know what else I got? Yep. I got a book called Beyond Good and Evil by Frederick Nietzsche. I was never, uh, I'll be completely honest with you. The philosophy, I had to take a couple courses. I was never, it was never, I didn't dislike it, but it never um, led me to go off on my own and read philosophy. Yeah. Yeah. When I was in the class, I found it interesting, but it, you know, we all have limited time for a reading and it just, yeah. A lot of philosophy, especially academic philosophy, is just boring. Well, isn't Nietzsche they make academic a, philosophy? No. I mean, <laughs> he's taught by academics. <laughs> I'm going to say, but I'm going to no, push no, back no. on that. There, there are worse things. Have you, ever, have you ever tried to read Hegel 
or Kant or anything like that. I had a good friend in college who was a philosophy major, you know, Hegel, Hegel, what's his name? Hegel? Sounded like Kant was like, it sounded almost impossible. It's hard. Kant is is almost impossible. Okay. It was just, yeah, you're... Nietzsche's a little better. Nietzsche's better. You can read him. I read him a couple years ago and I kind of realized his reputation and kind of what he said and stood for is actually not what the popular conception of it is. What he's actually writes and says is different than what people think he said. Going back to the thing at the beginning. Kind of like Sally. God is dead thing. Oh, like you read the context and he, he means something totally different than anybody thought he okay it is it is kind of interesting you see people saw uh, uh an interview with steven pinker and they asked him about nietzsche and he kind of went on to s- summarize nietzsche in a way and it kind of made me realize oh steven pinker's like read the wikipedia article on nietzsche he has no idea what he's talking about <laughs> um yeah do you think your son knows that he has a a, a lifetime of these kind of conversations with you no not yet come on yeah okay he's not even two but yeah he'll he'll it'll dawn on him soon enough (laughs) i'm trying to play legos dad yeah what are you talking to me about you're like obviously anyway it's like talk to your podcast buddy (laughs) (laughs) that's what the podcast is for dad you get it off your chest so you don't bug me and mom (laughs) sir it's a good point it's not it's not far off. It's not far off why we started this podcast. <laughs> hey, go, go play. Go play. Go play with hey. your, your book friend. Okay. I also got Blanding's Castle. Ooh, I like that. Uh, the listener can't see this, but it is a like a, I believe, an original orange penguin book. It's an older edition. one. Yeah. It was only three bucks. They actually had a decent, it's the most Woodhouse I've seen at a used bookstore at once. They had a hard to find where we are. And it, I don't know if you saw my Instagram post. There was an old, I think from the 40s edition of Joy in the Morning. I did see that. It was like 50 bucks, my whole uh, budget. And so I just took a picture and didn't get it. And I actually regret not getting it. I should have just splurged. Cause that was a cool addition, but it would have been my whole, you know? Yeah. So I like felt responsible and I kept myself in check and I just got this and I got you. Oh boy. A copy of code of the Woosters. Ooh, I might actually have that by the way. No, no, <laughs> I got a copy. I have two copies. So I figure I'd get credit for giving okay, you. A- no, I, I don't, I, that in my, I might have that one. No. So we'll see okay. if not, whatever. So appreciate that buddy yeah this person yeah. I, I you know what i i got you a pg woodhouse book oh you did but that was before a bet i know i would like i would like some credit for that that was a that was a nice uh it's a very nice slip cover yeah but it doesn't get you out of the bet for the chiefs being the broncos from last year i know i know hey you know what okay okay you don't have to dwell on that continue I also got, have you ever heard of the Knights Templar? I have. Yeah, me too. Do you know what they are, what they were doing? Well, I'm a member, so of course I know. You're a Knights Templar? Mm-hmm. Knights Templars aren't allowed to say that they're in the Knights Templar. Oh, we changed our rule. That's the first rule of being a Knights it's Templar. Not, it's not the first rule. Um, the first rule is to spell Knights with a K. Hmm. Oh, yeah. That's the first test. 
Still nights. <laughs> no, I've heard about them. I really don't know okay. what they, there's right. like Legends of Gold and the whole Friday the 13th thing. Are they they're tied to the Friday the 13th? They, they got massacred on a Friday the 13th. And that's that's bad luck. Is that, that where bad luck comes from? That's the whole, well, no, not the concept of bad luck, but okay. why Friday the 13th is supposed to be bad, I think, originates from there. So, but I really, okay. I see all those other, those, you, there's, couple dudes who do thriller books yeah like secrets of the templars and all that and i'm always vaguely curious about them so what book do you get oh sorry yeah uh this is actually a history of the crusades called That's... dungeon fire and sword by john robinson it's a history of the knights templar in the crusades that's a good find right it's pretty there. cool yeah it's a good solid hardback history book right i, I think that's very good yeah very good pickup is that it is that all you got no i got a couple more okay i got a book called she understanding feminine psychology oh robert i don't i wasn't expecting that but he's like a young psychologist well i'm hoping would you just a quick uh side what'd your wife think when you picked that up well, she doesn't know about it. I'm I'm actually hoping to use um, use it to kind of get me out of some trouble. Test some test trouble I'm in. If I can figure out feminine psychology. I mean, I think you're get this. Turn it to my advantage. Mm. Right? Mm. We'll see. Yeah. I have, best of luck. We'll best see. of luck. Tips and tricks for getting out of trouble. By Max Tucker. We'll see if it works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but not to trip uh, or just to get out of, as a married man, just to get out of trouble. Just get out of trouble. Not get yelled at and things like that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I got uh, Libra. Uh, by Don DeLillo. Oh, Don DeLillo. There we go. Yeah. That's a great find. Libra. Yeah. That's a nice ready? addition. Yeah. Very good. Have you read Libra or just White Noise? Just White Noise. And I, yeah, couldn't make heads or tails of it, really. I kind of would want to, I haven't read him either, but I would want to start maybe with Libra or Under Underworld. Underworld's a big one, though. Yeah. Well, Libra might be. Libra's about Lee Harvey Oswald. What about White Noise? Life. What if I revisit White Noise and you you enter in the world down the Lilla for the first time? Oh, I guess. I don't know. Okay. We'll see. I mean, hey. we'll see. It's our podcast. I was excited about Libra because I like. I like the whole Oswald Kennedy things. Yeah, you love that kind of stuff. You love yeah, the conspiracy. So I was excited to see to see Libra there. If we pick yeah, Libra, that episode's just going to be me introducing it, then you talking for fifty minutes. Yeah. So. Because Oswald Oswald didn't kill Kennedy. Yep. There you go. <laughs> and then I got you a copy of Lincoln. Gorbachev. Ooh. Yeah. Very nice. Uh, okay. I think we have to make that. I think this will happen on its own. But in the next hundred episodes, I think we're going to have to do a Gore Vidal book. Right? Yeah. Maybe more. At least one. Well, you have to do... Um, in a other, Dondo- you lost two bets. The the essay by Gore Vidal about sure. Norman Mailer. And we'll do a little yeah. episode about that. But I think you know he's one of your favorite authors, and I have never read anything by him. So yeah, so you need to start with the essay. 
it's only fair that we're as, as good friends and good, uh, great book friends that I should read one of your favorite authors. I think you should. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Okay. It's fun. He's good. I, uh, when the kid was napping today, I, and I was supposed to be doing research for this show. I actually, I just watched, uh, on YouTube, the episode of Dick Cavett where Vidal and Mailer uh, each other. Yeah, 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 yeah. Half an hour. Yeah. I'll make you watch that and then you'll read the essay and we'll do a little episode, Patreon episode about it's a good essay too. It's not like a punishment. It's a it's a I I'm not viewing it as a punishment. I emailed it to you. You didn't respond. Yeah, I think you, you I I, I have two email mm-hmm. accounts. One I, I don't really look at as much. Oh, the one where you misspelled your middle name. I misspelled it on both. Anyway, um, <laughs> let's continue. Uh, is that the end of your book haul? That's the all the books I got. Okay. For show and tell. Do you want to answer some of my questions? Sure. Yeah. Okay. I came up with some questions. Uh, I've been busy at work, but I came up with some questions. I was uh, going through the list of books we've read. Um, let's start with a you know, basic one. Um, we, we've been doing this podcast for about two years, right? Yeah. What, what would you consider our your favorite book that we've read over those two years? Either a monthly read, seasonal read. Um, I have three nominations. Okay. You want to hear those nominations? Let me think of three of my own to throw up there and we'll see. Just okay. fresh so I don't. Wicked Pavilion. Okay. Lonesome Dove. Okay. Oh, man. That was, uh, was the one Maybe Monte Cristo. Although, those yeah. Li- those are literally by three nominations. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Uh, Masters of Atlantis. Okay. I'll take, I mean, uh, you know, Masters of Atlantis is up there. Okay. That, yeah. The first three you mentioned were, um, Literally the the three. Those are your three. Yeah, I would say Connie Monte Cristo is a top five book for me. Uh, the Wicked Pavilion was a revelation. I loved that book, and then Lonesome Dove lived up to the hype. Yeah, um, really, really good book. Lonesome Dove, I'd probably put in my top maybe 10, 15 books I, ever. Yeah, favorite books. Ever. Not just for the podcast, but not ever. for the podcast, but ever. Nice. Connie Monte Cristo um let's go on the other side of the spectrum worst book we've read i mean it I, wasn't an f- official selection but topeka school topeka school by ben and, um, yeah i have two other ones okay yeah i know i i have a hunch i'm gonna i'm gonna strongly disagree with you on one uh fake accounts i didn't particularly like but okay. i i enjoyed the conversation around it and then the other one that I thought I just never clicked with me and I probably would, and I don't really remember it all that well, would be the turn of the screw. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I would put that, I, that could be on mine. It wasn't. Yeah. I wouldn't say I hate it. It just, it, I don't know. It, it, I didn't actively hate it. It just was very, I don't know, dry. It was very dense and long for what it was. I thought. Yeah. So those were kind of okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm with you there. I would say the turn of the screw. I don't really want to revisit that book particularly. No, no. It's not the kind of thing you read every Halloween or whatever. Yeah. It's like I read it once and I get it. And okay. Biggest, biggest surprise book. 
maybe a book that surprised you. You liked it more than you liked. Maybe you didn't like it as much as you liked. I got two on here, both positive books. Um, okay. I'll tell you mine. I, Claudius. Mm, yeah. I thought I really, really liked it. And going into it, I thought the history and the, in the, it sounds kind of silly, but just the like names and stuff, like figuring out who people are would be too much of a hindrance of enjoying the book. And I wouldn't say I completely followed like all the characters and I could tell you exactly what happened, but overall, I really liked that book. Um, and that was a surprise for me. And then the other one would be The House of Mirth by Edith Wharton. That book is really good. <laughs> that is, uh, yeah, that's one of my, uh, I would put it in the top 10 of books we've read on the podcast, House, House of Mirth. That's the first one that sprang to mind for me. The House when of Mirth. I was pleasantly surprised by the Edith Wharton. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Honestly, probably the Sally Rooney, even though it wasn't official. <laughs> the Sally Rooney after I bashed it. You know, a lot of people hate her and, yeah, yeah. Like her, and I kind of listened to it and I was like, oh, uh, yeah. So, um, biggest disappointment? I, don't know. I, I had one here that I I don't know why it was disappointing, considering I had already read the book, but I I mentioned earlier, I really want to like Dune more than I Dune did. More than what, didn't we just do this category? No, I said wor- it was, wor- it was worst book. Worst book. Biggest disappointment. Disapp- okay. Biggest surprise. Okay. I guess. Okay. Biggest surprise, I guess, would be positive. Maybe like. Okay. Got can be worried here. <laughs> was there a book that we read over the last hundred episodes where it was not? I another one, and I know you're going to hate me for this. Petters, that's what I thought you were going to say. Yeah, for I no, really that, that book should really be like a top 10 book for me, and, and it I, I, I it is, hate it, it which I think you claim that I do, but it's hilarious. hilarious. Of Atlantis, I think, is a better book. Sure, Summer Lightning, it I loved five times more than yeah. I liked. Well, Summer Lightnings, you know what the original title for Summer Lightning was? What? my notes here fish preferred fish fish preferred preferred. yeah okay Okay. ronnie fish was a character there's lots of little with the woodhouse catalog sometimes there's different uh american titles versus the original it's kind of like harry potter sort of yeah what's the uh they did the philosopher's stone in britain and they changed it to Sorcerer's Stone because they were worried that uh, kids would get put off because the Philosopher's Stone sounds boring. It does sound boring. Um, do you have a book that you thought you were going to love and just turned out? Not that you didn't like. Red in the Black, maybe? No. Because I think I liked that more. It was just different than I thought. And I came around once some other French guy explained it to me. I came around. Uh, and i don't know if i'll similarly come around on marlon james on black leopard okay wolf that was different than i thought it was but i'm still haven't said i don't dislike it it was just very different and i'm still kind of i'm still processing I'm, i'm getting through the book right now and i started watching interviews with him and i like him 
He's mm-hmm. like, I, so I don't know. It makes me seem like I'm shallow and he wrote a deep book <laughs> versus the other way around. So I'm still processing that. <laughs> that uh, and we'll get into that later when you finish, but no, I mean, I turned the screw. I thought maybe it would be more creepier and it wound up just being kind of. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. Um, any authors that we read that you haven't read before that you're like, ah, you know what? This is a favorite author of mine or a possible, like if Sarah I see Waters. their Sarah Waters. Okay. Sarah Waters. Yeah. You're right about her. The, the one from last year. Uh, and, the yes, little, little stranger. The little stranger. She's very good. And it, yeah. it made you think like, Oh, I got to read more of her. So. She's, very, she's very good author. Yeah. I had two here. Uh, Don Powell, obviously for me. And then I knew you had high, high um, praise for her, but I think you even undersold it a little bit. I was love that book, The Wicked Pavilion. Uh, another one, which strangely, I wouldn't say is like a, a favorite book of mine or a five-star read, but I thought surprised me in the complexity and depth of it would be Dorothy Dunnett. Mm, yeah, yeah. Kings. I thought that was that surprised me about what how that book was. I wouldn't say I love that book, but I it, it drew me in to her the way she she writes. Yeah, since like she's very oh. a very capable and smart, and um, obviously puts a lot of thought and and work into her craft. Those were fun little books. Yeah dense love like a puzzle dense, yes. fun. yeah fun yeah. yeah uh robertson davies for me too that's a good one that's those a good, were we haven't talked about the fifth business yet but that that, that was very good and i want to finish the trilogy like soon it made me kind of want to keep going so that's yeah, yeah him. We're, we'll be talking about that book here shortly so um this is a weird character this is my last category books you forgot about but were great or really good. I have two here. Um, the first, I don't think you'll f- have forgotten about, but Piranesi. That was a, um, I think if I reread it, I would give it a higher grade than what I did. I think I gave it four stars, but if I, I I've thought about that book since I've read it, like just randomly, and I don't often do that. So yeah. I would say Piranesi is one. That might be one of the ones we did that would be worth revisiting. Mm-hmm knowing what happens and having let it sit for a year or two, come back to it and read it afresh. Yeah. The other one I have is American Rust, which was one of our early books. Yeah. See? Yeah, you forgot about American Rust. That was a really good book. Yep. By, uh, what is it, Philip Meyer? Philip Meyer. Yeah. So those are are just some fun categories looking back over the um, 100 episodes here. So, I don't know. Something to think about. So. Uh, where do you want to go next? Do you want to start? I got some random of, stuff to get out of the way. Get, we'll get, your, let's get your random stuff before we pick July. All right. Hey, you know, sometimes a great notion. Remember that book? Yep. Yeah. So, you'd think coming into it, Ken Kesey had a reputation from the electrical acid test as being kind of a hippie beatnik type guy mm-hmm. but sometimes a great notion thinking about it now it's a pretty straightforward family working class drama it wasn't a lot of uh it wasn't any stereotypical 
1960s stuff like that hippie stuff anything culture yeah you know no none of that and in fact the only time hippies show up they're sort of like rough they're not hippy dippy stereotypes they almost kill leland Mm -hmm. they're 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 more criminal drifters than than uh, you know i like that that was interesting yeah it's get to it in the episode i was like oh yeah there was no counterculture or any typical stuff it was kind of a blue collar family drama yeah yeah it was it's almost not, not timeless that's probably the wrong term for it but a um yeah it wasn't defined by the the, the era it was written in i would think yeah you can tell it's the 60s but it's not you can tell us it's, it's, it's last not, longer than yeah yeah it's, yeah it's more of a story about family and betrayal yeah. and yeah. also labor and a place in town yeah and actually speaking of books i was pleasantly surprised by it. i put that on there that yeah my notion yeah it's a very good book very very good book so i had high hopes for that and it met him and it, i think i'll remember most just how good of a writer he was there are mm-hmm. passages in that book that are just just yep. flat out amazing the description and just lyrical and so yeah ken kesey hmm. i i liked it more than i read um one floor of the cuckoo's nest and i i would recommend sometimes a great notion over one flu and that really cuckoo's nest is probably the more famous of the two books it's the one oh yeah the movie yeah. and all that kind of stuff but i would it's a more daunting book to read and there's you know it's longer and all that kind of stuff but i would say sometimes a great notion would be my starting off point for ken kesey anyway so matt you you have the floor to your your random notes and continue did you uh so in that anthony bourdain uh article by david simon Mm -hmm. the part towards the end where he's talking about the the co-creator of the wire ed burns Mm -hmm. not the actor ed burns the other he uh when David Simon tells him he wants Anthony Bourdain to help on their spy show for the BBC or HBO or wherever, uh, Ed Burns is like the food guy. And David Simon's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's actually really sharp. And Ed Burns, I guess he's a vegan. was like, he can't even get uh, agriculture and the, the animal, you know, like the industrial causes of global warming, right? How is he going to get the spy show right? And David Simon had to kind of convince him. But that stuck with me because I remember I read that the oral biography of The Wire, uh, All the Pieces Matter. That's a good book. It's a a good book. And I remember from that book, the guy who plays Bubbles uh, said when he met Ed Burns, he was just kind of, they were in the same room or whatever, and he was making chit chat. And he's like, hey, do you see what time the Giants play today? And Ed Burns turned around to him and said, that's what you want to do with your life? watch a football game was what you're going to do with life <laughs> the bubbles guy was just like wow what a sorry guy like is your, so is, that, is your point that it might not be fun to hang out with ed burns yeah i just said uh, my notes say ed burns seems prickly <laughs> like like yeah i guess you probably need a guy like that for the show or whatever but yeah it doesn't seem like he'd be fun to I had, my idea is you need people like that for society but everybody can't be like that no and, no and that and that infuriates people like ed burns i think that don't mm-hmm. take 
everything so seriously, but you're just gonna waste all your time watching a football game. Yeah, I'd be like, like I'm just trying to make chit chat with you because we, we're gonna be working together. <laughs> we just met. Yeah, uh, yeah. I know <laughs> what you're saying. I don't want him around. <sighs> Yeah, the whole, that comment about like uh, Anthony Bourdain, it's like, okay. You can't even get animal pro- yeah, culture right. And you're like, okay. 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 <laughs> I wonder how many times David Simon has to say, okay. Okay, Ed. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. So that's fine. Um, not too much more. I'm debating on going into a thing about the Old West from Lonesome Dove, but it might bore you as much as the Nietzsche thing. Hey, do you want to hear? I've been saving this for a while. It's never been an appropriate time, but I'm going to do. I'm going to do this instead. This is Ursula Le Guin. Oh, also, that's a she's a author that I think should be mentioned. A full book. No, we have. We did the the beginning place. Actually, no. book I forgot about that is actually uh, the beginning place. Her story too was very good. And the short story was good. Going to what? Almost. Almost. Yeah. So somebody asked her about uh, Harry Potter. Yeah. J.K. Rowling's writing style. This is what she said. I have no great opinion of it. When so many adult critics were carrying on about the incredible originality of the first Harry Potter book. I read it to find out what all the fuss was about and remained somewhat puzzled. It seemed a lively kid's fantasy crossed with a school novel, good for its age group, but stylistically ordinary, imaginatively derivative, and ethically rather mean-spirited. You know what I thought of while you were talking? (laughs) It sounded like I love craft beer. Love it. Drink mostly craft beer. It reminded me of a craft brewer talking about the guy who runs the Budweiser plant. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what it is, but I don't <laughs> see the yeah. Like no, no. the mass appeal versus the probably yeah. no. you know better quality but lesser known craft beer person. Mm-hmm. That might be a weird analogy, and it might not work, but that's right. I get what you're saying. Get, At first, I thought you just weren't listening and just kind of went off on your not bring <laughs> you back to. No, she was actually being a little mean, Peter. Mm-mm. But I like that. And I don't actually, I, I like the Harry Potter books just fine. But I, I enjoy when authors are actually kind of sniping at each other. Yeah. It's fun. So I thought that was a good, ethically mean-spirited. Hmm. I like that. What does that mean? And is that a critique? I think maybe it's because she splits society up into the deserving and the muggles. Uh-huh. Gotcha. You know, like only the certain percentage of people are worthy of being wizards and everybody else is dismissed as a muggle. Maybe is kind of what I thought of. If you told J.K. Rowling people would t- like look into her books this month much, do you think she would have like done things a little differently? I would hope she wouldn't write them differently. But if you're like, maybe. people are going to dissect like, your books for like 50, 100 years. I wonder maybe she thought they'd just be a fun kid's book and make a living off of them yeah yeah but the trade-off is you're literally a billionaire but yeah you're gonna the people they're gonna people are gonna turn on you yeah yeah okay it's the price you pay price you pay for She's having a billion dollars and literally living in a castle there you go yeah 
but I, I like that little quote. Now seems a good time to to drop. You it. like when authors fight. I do. I do. I you do really it. enjoy I wish, a good author fight. I wish that there was more of it. I'm nostalgic for the era. Which is, which is funny because we rarely hate on books. I like it when they f- snipe at each other. I know, but you talk think. about each other. And the, the Mailer and Vidal thing I was watching today, Mailer, like he names all the heavy hitters and he's calling Vidal like, you're, you're good. You're, you know, maybe fourth or fifth on the list of American author, you know, like kind of jabbing at him and he's throwing out, you know, Roth and all these, he's like, they're, they're, you know, there's kind of a circle and they're kind of competitive with each other. And Mailer and Vidal didn't always hate each other. They were off and on friends. It was just, I, I like that sort of thing. Like people throwing punches. Who, do, who does that now? They're all nice to each other or they do like, Oh, I won't say who, but yeah. Throw punches. I want to okay. see. Those. Okay. You know. Do you want to you do you want to go and pick our July book? Sure. I'll save you. I'll come around to it. Maybe episode two hundred. The West. The old West. The place in the. Because it was really just a brief period of history for all the legends and stories and uh, books, movies that come out of it. It really is just is almost like a a transitional page after all the buffalo have been killed after the civil war there are the indian wars and but it's almost a, it's a transition it was like a, a blank space where the foundations of society our society was built upon kind of the empty space so it was really just like a blip but like a transitional blip kind of like the age of the boy bands the age of what the boy bands in america no, boy bands are still around. We're just are they? out of the loop. Yeah, you hear about them. Okay. It was, it was Harry Styles. There was, a, there was a peak where they were the... Yeah, that is where, that's that's what I was getting at, is like boy bands. <laughs> I sometimes think, usually it's the first thing that pops into my head, and I go, oh, he's talking about boy bands. But, you know, it's, it, it was... It's... How much is written about it and how much people talk about it does not correspond to the length of period. The length of time. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. It was like, so it makes sense that there's so much written about it because in our culture, it's like the mythological beginnings of our culture. Mm-hmm. A lot of things we take for granted about that, that era aren't necessarily true. Not even true, but eternal. Like cows are European imports. Cows. You know what I mean? Cows aren't native to, I gotcha. to the Americas, right? They came from Europe. And so we have this image of them just being out on the plains and cattle drives and all that. Buffalo are native to the plains and they actually work really well with the environment. Cows, I mean, they're around, but they actually don't do well in winter. If there's a really harsh winter, they could freeze to death. Buffalo almost never ever freeze to that it's it's kind of an interesting <laughs> what a sentence i could go off i could go off on the do you want to know what i was thinking about while you were talking about cows craft beer factory nope boy backstreet boys i was thinking why hasn't pixar made a movie about the first herd of cattle in america and in ha- the creatures they be- befriend that'd be interesting the first herd of cattle that's literally what I was thinking about. It'd be rough to deal with what happened to the buffalo, though. That's true. That's true. It might they would probably it's so empty. Yeah, because we killed them all to starve the Indians. Anyway. 
All right, Matt. Grim stuff for a family movie. Let's I have uh, 20 more minutes on Buffalo. Buffalo are great. I love no, Buffalo. Well, anyway. Yeah. We'll Let's see. get in because we have a lot of books to nominate, and I don't think we'll delve into each of them very long. I got I got some heavy hitters right here. Uh, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I got I have four nominations. I don't have your eight to ten with your fake nominations. I just have, but I have three that have been taught in English classes to me. So some big, some heavy hitters here. One I, I wrote a paper on, and I have a very cool edition of. You still have the paper? And in fact, it was previously owned. I don't think I do have the paper. It was previously owned by a couple that lived in Wichita, Kansas. Oh, cool. And they stamped their name on the book. Do you know of a Ruth and Lloyd Cooper? It's my grandfather. No, it's not. That would be crazy if it was. My grandma's name is Ruth, and they lived out the outskirts of Wichita. Ruth D. and Lloyd F. Cooper. No. No, I don't know. I hope they didn't do anything bad because I just read their name and I have their old copy of the book. I'm going to not. What if you just, you know, DB Cooper? That would be amazing. I had DB Cooper's DB Cooper's book. He changed his name to Lloyd and moved to Wichita. That's highly unlikely, but it's possible. So, do you? uh, Since you have more books, let's or. I so let's narrow it down. Let me, you have a you, you have a system here. I'm not. This is the game because it's the hundredth episode. It's going to be. I had a fun little game, right? Okay, I'm ready for the game. So, Transition. I'm going to give you a brief description without saying the name or title. Okay. Have like, and I say yes or nay to. Where you're like, okay, right. just and then you give me a sense of what catches your attention, and then those will be my nominees. Okay. Okay. Let's okay. go through all I your books. One. I have one at the end that is not part of the game. I reserve the right to, I'm going to nominate it, but I reserve the right to push it back till next month because I think it's like catnip for you. And uh, if I say it, we're going to wind up doing it. Well, here's the thing. Next month, August, we have to do Flashman. Yeah, but that's a separate thing. We're also okay. doing So we're going to have two books next month, right? Yeah. Well, it's Flashman. August is Flashman. But, but we're, we're just doing Flashman anyway because it we don't need to go through the motions and nominating other stuff and just pick Flashman. So it's its own. It's its own. August is now Flashman. Month. It's its own column in American culture. It's it's catching on beyond the podcast. It's, it's August is Flashman. Everyone's it's talking Flashman about. Month. Everyone's yeah. talking about. Okay. Okay. So we'll do my thing real quick. Let's go. There's no time limit here. There's no time limit. Okay. We have. A philosophical, these are all slim, short volumes too. None uh-huh. of them are big. I purposely picked slim volumes. A little philosophical tract was a bestseller maybe 10, 15 years ago with a curse word in the title. Hmm. A book by a British playwright. Was that the, that was it? That was the, that was it. That's all I'm doing. I'm just giving you a brief little. So I'm going to say nay. Okay. I don't, you just, I don't know, the curse word. Come on now. What are we doing? Where are we? That's from someone who I use curse words quite often. An interesting book. Okay. Okay. Look, (laughs) by a British playwright who wrote more plays than you could shake a spear at. No, I got you. We've never done him before. You don't even know who it is. It's Shakespeare. No, it's George Bernard Shaw. Oh, neat. Um. Yeah, let's not let's nominate it. <laughs> said it was such contempt. 
let's nominate. Yeah, I'll allow that. Yes. Okay. Okay. And it doesn't have to be three or four. Okay, so that's in the that's in the, the nomination. Five. Okay. Uh, another play by a guy who may or may not be British. Can you just not look him up? It's about up? a British king. And Richard Burton played him in the movie version of this play. Yeah, let's let's nominate it. Throw it in there. Okay. Yeah, okay. Um this is a great game. I love it. A short little selection of <laughs> six short stories by a famous British author who looks like Mick Jagger. Mick Jagger. About the perils of nuclear war. Mm, I'm gonna say no. Okay. Not I'll tell not. you who these are at the end. But. Okay, thank you. A book you're into uh you're looking at writing a thing on thriller story structure. Yeah. And yeah this yeah. book is by a famous playwright slash screenwriter, but it is about the process of writing and story structure. I've read it. It is one of the best books on that type of thing that I've ever read. So it's nonfiction, essentially. Nonfiction. He's just Get Get it out of here. Get it out. You don't want to read it? No. I do want to read it, but I don't want to nominate it. Not this month. Not this month. I recommend it for you. Maybe for later. It's okay. I'm not offended. You have 10 books. I can't just nominate all of them. Book of short stories by an Israeli fiction writer who the few stories I've read have been delightful. Let's nominate it. Okay. A book of humorous fiction written by a movie star. No. Okay. Nomination. An allegory about eternity. I love that kind of stuff. Yeah, nominate it. Okay. And one last one I'm going to nominate anyway. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to go through my whole nominations? Let me just go through mine. These, I. I Okay. These are nominations. You don't get to set. They're not nominations. Yeah, 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 you just do yours. They're all short, except one's longer, but I think we could read it fast. Okay. Okay. Uh, the first one was owned by Ruth D. and Lloyd F. Cooper from Wichita, Kansas. Did they highlight it? Are there drawings in there? There are no drawings, but if you can see, there's a stamp. Well, they had a stamp. I had Matt show. Those this. might just be donors to the library there. You think so? Well, do you think how many people, I don't know how they did things back in the day, but how many just private citizens have a stamp with their name on it and stamp all their books? I have a stamp with my name on it. It's very ornate. I've never seen you use it. I'll show it to you one time. You stamp all your books? Maybe Not that is all the of them. Not all of them. So as I was saying that, I was like, maybe there are. I wrote a, so this is the first book. I wrote a college paper. I think I did fairly well. It was the end of the year. I never got the paper back, but I think I got like a B plus in the, in the class. Um, I bought it for $2 and it is an author, a big, a big, huge American author and it's his shortest work, but, um, I don't know if he, it, this won him the Nobel prize or it was soon thereafter. The book I'm talking about is the old man, the sea by Ernest. Hemingway. Okay. Yeah. And I have a nice 1952 edition. I don't know if it's a um, it's an early edition. I don't have the slip cover for it, but um, very cool edition of it with uh, some nice. Oh, that's a cool picture. Yeah, some nice kind of uh, drawings in it. That's my first nomination. 
Pretty good book. I actually haven't, I haven't read that. I haven't read too much Hemingway. Next one I have is a play. I think I've read this play. I, I took a class in college about uh, playwrights and I believe I read this, but I don't remember. Famous movie about it. Jack Lemmon, I believe plays the main character in this. And the play I'm talking about is Death of a Salesman by Arthur Miller. Oh, okay. Willie Loman is our protagonist yeah. in this. Um, I think I know this more for the movie that, but I, I feel like I read the play, but I don't remember it. Have you read this? I think so. Back in college, I took yeah. a course, and I think we, I think I, we we're supposed to read, and I just watched the movie. But sometimes yeah. that's the kind of the issue I, I feel like in college, you have so much on your plate. You're trying, your social life, you have all these classes that sometimes you read stuff and they don't stick with you. Yeah, and I was just lazy. Too. This one I read in high school, and I haven't read this author for probably twenty years, maybe classic author in the same just as famous as Hemingway it's not Fitzgerald and I read this in, in high school the author, my teacher if I remember correctly did a voice for like two characters in this book and if I look back on it it's probably not the most appropriate thing I'm back Mice and yeah. Men yes <laughs> <laughs> I know which voice they did too. yeah funny. and I remember yeah. that and being like huh okay and it, I don't, it wasn't like mean spirited, but it was like, yeah. Um, when you're, okay. yeah. So, um, yeah, of mice and men. I cool. don't. That's a really short book. It's a very short, but it's a novella. I would just yeah. categorize it, but I don't rem, like. I remember um, what is it, George and Lenny? George and Lenny, two characters, but I don't. I don't remember sort of the end, but you do remember the end. I think George shoots Lenny okay um spoilers but i get a sense that like i didn't appreciate i was just going through the motions of reading the book yeah and maybe now i would get certain things out of it i wouldn't have gotten i guess steinbeck's a bummer man steinbeck's grips of wrath was one of the first books that was like serious books i read that i loved i love grips of wrath it's a good book uh it's more of a seasonal book for us though this book this might be your copy I'm looking at right now, if I'm completely honest with you. Uh, I saw the movie. I love the movie. When we were working at the bookstore together, this book came in. I had just seen the movie. And I had theories about how the movie ended. And I read the end of the book. And I was none clearer about how the, the, the story was supposed to end. And that would be Dennis Lehane's Shutter Island. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's a little bit longer, but I feel like we could read it fast. Yeah, no, you're right. So those are my four nominations. Pretty strong, I gotta say. Heavy, heavy academic stuff, and then heavy, heavy academic, but a fun. I was know. just thinking today how we haven't done a Dennis Lehane. Very, I was thinking about that same thing. There's another guy we both like who we haven't done yet. So I got my cat here, checking out the books that I just nominated. She came down from the. Came down from the act to say hello to me. Matt, so nice. you've briefly described oh, the books. Let me go back. The ones you said no to real quick. The ones I said no to. Uh, the movie star one, that was Pure Drivel by Steve Martin. So the movie star thing was a little misleading. He's, you know, you don't, I don't know if you think a movie guy. You think I don't Martin. think of him as a banjo player, but he does play the banjo. But yeah. yes, this is a, a funny book. 
It's like 20 years old, but it's just short, little, funny. Do you think people remember Steve Martin all that much these days? Because when we were growing up, he was like huge. I think people know him. He's very funny. Very He's funny. Very funny. Very funny comedian. I guess we're not doing it this month. The books, the books, I'm telling you, the book's funny too. It's a okay. enjoyable, funny book. I, the other I, one uh, you said no to is Three Uses of the Knife by David Mamet. Oh, it's a very good little. He just kind of talks about makes stories work, what makes drama, you know, gripping. Okay, so you know, it's 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 a good, it's a good book. The other one was Einstein's Monsters by Martin Amos. That was the uh, Mick Jagger one. Yeah, it looks like. Look up a young picture of Martin Amos. Looks like Mick Jagger. We that's uh, someone we been meaning that i think he's got been nominated multiple circling around here his dad has been too we nominate lucky jim every now and then again he does look like mick jagger he looks like mick jagger yeah Yeah. well i I thought he was i thought he passed away still alive no he's still he's still kicking christopher hitchens died okay they were friends the one with the curse word is called on bs we don't say bs it's a short look a tiny little book by Harry Frankfurter. Interesting. Interesting little okay. philosophical tome. All right. Now the books okay. I picked. The nominations. Uh, the allegory was The Great Divorce by C.S. Lewis. I don't, I'm not familiar with this book. Adult book by him. Okay. It's good. I read it in college and really liked it. I haven't read it since, but it's a short little, I don't even know how to describe it. I think you would like it. Okay. It's a uh, very good. The Israeli fiction is called The Bus Driver Who Wanted to Be God and Other Stories by Edgar Carrot. I read a couple of that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you've a couple of, you know, this is a, a it's pretty literary, I guess, but a couple of short stories I've read were actually kind of funny too. How'd you come across this author? Uh, when we worked at the bookstore, okay, I thought the title was interesting. And, yeah, like a little cartoon character on the cover shooting himself in the head. Oh boy! All right. <laughs> so. It's a kids' program. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay, so the play, the George Bernard Shaw play, is called Man and Superman. Man and Superman. I haven't read it. Cool cover. <laughs> where this is where people come to. Haven't read it. Cool cover. Because I would say the yeah. same thing. <laughs> can, you sh- can you show me the cover again? I'll let me give it a description here. Ooh, ooh, okay. Yeah. The listeners can't see it, but the listeners can't see it. Very good radio we're doing right here. Yeah. All right. The other play is called "A Man for All Seasons" by Robert Bolt. It's about King Henry the Eighth. We got to watch the movie. I think in high school it's pretty good seasons okay a lot of plays being nominated this month. a lot of plays i guess because they're short yeah <laughs> and then the one i wanted to nominate anyway that i think would be fun to do is just a midsummer nice dream i read i uh i believe i read that i took a shakespeare class in college yeah i read it a couple of years ago i liked it there you go the same guy who renee gerard talked about stendhal 
and kind of did his mimetic theory in Stendhal. He's got a whole thing on Midsummer Night's Dream. So I'd like to get into that. Because if you remember the play, it's just the, the, the two couples, the four people, and they're in love with each other at the beginning, and then they kind of switch off, and they, you know, they switch partners, the, fair, the forest people curse them, and then they hate the person they were with and fall in love with the other. Yeah. And so he's got this whole, Gerard has a whole theory about how that's how mimetic rivalry works and Shakespeare's weaving it. So that would be. Okay. You already have, you already have a, uh, an outline. I would lean hard into that stuff. If we did go into this. Okay. So, yeah. And what was the one you were going to nominate no matter what? Ah, you want to know? Not, not no matter what. That was Midsummer Night's Dream. Okay. The one that catnip for you. Yeah. Give it to me. Come on. Yeah. Tell me, tell me the book. Uh, <laughs> We're not going to pick it. We're not, we won't pick it. I think we might though. And I might advocate for it unless you wanted to do the great divorce or shutter Island. Okay. And that book anyway, would be where, where, okay. So it's called the thing about December by Donald Ryan. Oh yeah. Have you read it? Yeah, I've read it. I, I was it. not expecting you to nominate this. Yeah, yeah. One of my favorite. Um, he's a bummer. I'm going to tell you that much. Even the thing about December? <laughs> they're all pretty much bummers. They're all bummers. <laughs> they're all bummers. I love them. They're all bummers. That one might be the worst. That might be the one I was like, really? Holy crap, this is a real bummer. I, I was looking at a couple and I thought they said it's kind of like a lighter Irish type thing. If. Hmm. Let me let me double check here, but I've if I, hold on here. I believe it's the one about. Um, See, th- this is this is a blurb by Sebastian Barry. This uh, is one of those beautiful, serious, fully living novels that make you laugh out loud. What? That's not true. <laughs> no, this is a bummer. This is a big bummer. I believe. Yeah, it, this one goes, this is a beautifully written book full of sadness and grief, bullying, and sometimes violence. I found it difficult to read at times, but yet I had just had to stay there with Jonesy. Yeah, this one, if, I don't, that's a weird review. I remember reading this and being like, that, this is really depressing. Oh, man. Well, I didn't know that when I, <laughs> yeah. I thought it was just going to be like a funny little tale of Irish village with, hmm. I mean, it's it. He writes a lot about like um, what's it called, the Celtic Tiger, like the economic downturn of Ireland, kind of around the same time, like two thousand eight ish time, and uh, kind of normal people's lives being turned upside down with their okay. loss of land or some parent dies or yeah it's not it's not like uh it's not comedy it's not woodhouse it's yeah well i wouldn't think of woodhouse it's like a more <laughs> you're just like where's the butler and then i go eh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see here um what are we feeling we got we don't have a, a lot of t- we have quite a few books but we have some books that we're getting ready to talk about so i think we have we're a bit caught up on our books per se i think yeah uh, i'm not worried about that i don't mm-hmm. think we want to do a huge book but we've kind of not nominated long books this month so that kind of takes care of that 
Um, you don't want any of my academic English literature. Uh, you don't want to go down Hemingway, Steinbeck, or Arthur Miller. Nothing's jumping out of me. Nothing's jumping out. But Shutter, like Shutter Island. Island. Yeah. You've read Shutter Island, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know the twist. I know the twist too. I've just seen the movie. But yeah. <laughs> let's see here. Out of yours, who did you want to read? You you said the great divorce. I like the great divorce. That'd be fun. Um let me, let me... summer night's dream. We haven't done Sherrod would be good too. What can you give me a little bit of background on the great divorce? What are we getting into? <sighs> that's not the good in i'm gonna read about uh, i'm trying to think just how to describe it you know about a bus ride from hell to heaven eh, i mean eh. <laughs> that's not how you would describe it no because it's more yeah it's more than just taking the greyhound from yeah well, taking the greyhound from uh I've never. I don't. Yeah, I don't think I've read any C.S. Lewis. Yeah, I mean, he's what? obviously known for Narnia. He wrote. I think this and the Screw Tape Ladders are his famous, like adult, fable allegory type things. But it's been a long time since I read Mid- *A Midsummer's Night's Dream*. And we haven't read Shakespeare. I don't think Shakespeare. We've even talked about it, except for like the the authorship of it. Yeah, yeah, just briefly. Which that could be a fun one too, because it is, you know, it's summer. It's true. A good middle of summer book. Possibly. You'll have to dive in. They did a movie version with uh, Michelle Pfeiffer and Stanley Tucci and, and uh, Nick Nolte from The Wires in it. Was it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was thinking someone else. Okay. Where? Yeah. I'm gonna let you be the final. I want to read Dennis Lehane, but I also want to tackle some Shakespeare. Um, any other of your nominations? Let's see here. Uh, you put me off the Donald Ryan. I love Donald I, Ryan, but I don't know if you're ready for the. Okay. The, well, I'll take I'll take that advice. It's maybe great. I'll find another one. The 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 description and blurbs kind of maybe made me think it was not as depressing. It's it's beautifully it's written. It's good to beautifully know. written. I would say it's one of my favorite ones he's done. Yeah, but the way you were describing it is not how I remember it. Okay, okay. so I I just want to be clear with you on that. Okay. But I shouldn't have said anything and just like led you into. Well, yeah, yeah. Like this isn't how. Okay, hmm. interesting. Where do we go? Where do we go from here? All right. What do you think? Sounds like it's down to Shakespeare, C.S. Lewis. Yeah, let's do Shakespeare. You gonna do Midsummer Night's Dream? Okay. Because people are gonna be like, these two bozos can't tackle this. But yeah, I think we can we'll do it. We'll do it. <laughs> do it. I gotta find my copy. I don't know where it is, but. I got one of those old, uh, I don't know what, the signet, white cover, get your fingerprints all over it. Beautiful. Oh, yeah. Me too. Little, you get, oh, you got a fancy one. Slim little paperback. Yeah, I like yours. Are you okay with that? We we do Shakespeare. Yeah, let's do July. it. Okay. Let's do it. 
Let's do it. Shakespeare, A Midsummer's Night's Dream. Look at us. Look at us. Fancy. Episode 100, and we finally pick up Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. What does that say about us? Yeah, there's a lot of books out there. <laughs> a lot of books out there. It well, might not even been Shakespeare who wrote it. Oh, no. I just have this one. We can't just do the whole episode about if Shakespeare wrote this. But this is a Trojan horse to only talk about that. What do you mean? I'm not even going to read the play. I'm going to watch the movie and just <laughs> talk about how it's Earl of Oxford. Oh, gosh. Okay. I wouldn't expect nothing more or less from you. Shakespeare didn't have, he didn't sell. When <laughs> no. Shakespeare died, he had an estate sale and there were no books. Don't don't blow this. Don't blow your a cover. guy capable don't. of writing like don't. Shakespeare did would at least have some copies of Plutarch and other histories. There's nothing in this estate. Uh, don't, don't you're you're, no, you're no, I'm, I'm kidding. We'll go into I'll I won't be annoying about that. I'll be annoying about uh Rene Girard. Here's what I'll give you. I'll give you five minutes. No, we don't I, that we don't we won't get into uh no, I want it, it's your passion. Who wrote? No, I haven't even read a book about it. I just, I just hear things. I don't even think I. I don't know how much I actually believe it. I just hear it and say, "Oh, okay, maybe." This is like, Who knows? Yeah. And it doesn't matter either. Even if it's some other guy, it's still so one it guy turning out brilliant plays, right? Okay, Midsummer's Night's Dream. We'll get into. We'll get into what goes on in the play and exactly. So let's add that. We're adding a Midsummer's Night's Dream to your reading list and to our reading list. And that's July. So let's see. We have June's books, which we're getting ready to do episodes on. Probably first we'll do Fifth Business. We mentioned that Robertson Davies, excellent book. We have Loris, which was kind of a secondary pick. An interesting book that there's kind of a lot to dissect in that book um, about faith and and storytelling in that. Then we have The Silent Patient, which we're getting ready to do an episode over on our Patreon. That's our thriller. We just added over there Eight Men Out, the nonfiction book about the 1919 White Sox scandal baseball book. Our seasonal reads are Black Leopard, Red Wolf, which Matt's done with and I'm making progress on. We have Life and Fate, which probably is going to be done in 2023. We just added The Once and Future King is our new seasonal book. And then I am reading Neverwhere. For, have you started it? I have just started it. Okay. I, I, I kind of like it quite a bit, actually. Okay. And right. that is my revisiting an author I just did not like with uh, Neil Gaiman. I read his book, American Gods, and I thought that book was not good. So that's more of a me project that you and I will discuss and see if I've changed my opinion on Neil Gaiman or not. And we'll do a Neverwhere episode. I'm gonna it yeah. I'm gonna revisit it. I have the audiobook. So you started all okay. we'll we'll do a Neverwhere. Episode. Okay. Neverwhere. Yeah. So uh it's one of the first books I heard at the uh, when we started at the bookstore. So I've I've, I've heard about this book for uh I'm gonna, 15 years and I people like it for a reason. They do. They do. So, Matt, episode 100, any uh, five thoughts on uh, 
this whole product, uh, you know, doing a hundred episodes. digression on Buffalo and Nietzsche. I'll be done in just half an hour. Just give me. I don't know. We're coming up on an hour and a half here. Uh, Are we really? Yeah. It's, hey. I think one of our longest episodes, episode 100. Yeah. No, started, you started off strong. So, uh, any goals, Matt, for our, where our reading takes us for the next 100 episodes? So the we'll, next 100? We'll, we'll end on this one. Where, where do you want us to go reading wise? Any genres we should go into? I think we should do a history, a nonfiction, a good history, and really delve into. I agree do a couple different episodes really dive into the subject matter in the book and do a couple episodes just really i like it we gotta pick the right history book though yeah okay yeah. um i think we do a vidal one of his historical fiction do some more don pow i i have one goal and that is we should tackle war and peace or lord of the rings yeah those are uh glaring yeah lord uh, yeah, um, you've read Lord of the Rings. I have not. I'm with you for both. Come on. I don't want to do Lord of the Rings first, but I do War and Peace actually too. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just. Well, that about wraps it up. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for you know the support. If you're over on Patreon, thank you for supporting us over there. And if you listen to us uh, without being a patron, thank you. Uh, everything, all the kind of you know people listening helps us. So uh, hopefully uh, you'll stick around for the next hundred and uh, we'll, we'll keep uh, turning out episodes and having talks about lunch schedules and Nietzsche and all that kind of fun stuff. So Matt, you have the final word. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> Inspiring. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs>